Legends of Trading is a live play D&D podcast. Content warnings are found below. Last time on Legends in Training. Heist day has come. Hey. Yes. Okay, so apparently Reese knows too. There are orders in place. Just follow those orders. When the moon reached the highest point, that's that's when it will happen. Are there any more orders besides I am guarding? Be on guard. <laughs> <laughs> Something weird happens with the wards on the chest. Castiel, you see in front of you, a rift opens up. You see that you are in the middle of a, sh- of, a of a road. Standing right there is Psionica. And then the portal closes. You hear a voice from outside of the caravan. It, it, it's you can tell it's someone you know. You just can't tell who. I'm just going to Eldridge blast the door. Ah, interesting. Okay. You and Echo both see two rifts. You see one with that same man that you saw, and then there is a flash of lightning, and he is gone, and then there's this massive panther. You look outside, and you see, just beyond the portal, your family, and they look like they are very fortified, and they see you as that door blasts open, and you are looking dead into the eyes of your brother. There's danger coming, and that portal closes. Arania. You hear a small portal open up behind your head. You turn around and you see a hand-sized spider comes down a web Hmm. uh, and lands on your shoulder. Oh. The portal closes. Castiel! A rift opens above you and you see a hand. In its grasp is a very small piece of metal and it releases and it lands between your legs and you see this black dagger. Leonidas immediately is like, oh shit, I gotta go check on Castiel. Something could have happened. As he goes (laughs) to run out, you guys hear one final massive rip. You hear a thump on the ground. One large giant Mm. comes through the portal. We're gonna fight a fucking giant. Dakota, are you ready? I'm ready. Phoenix, are you ready? I am ready. Madison, are you ready? I'm ready. Tyler, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, cool. You always get weird no matter how I do it. Okay, sure. The two thieves snuck in using invisibility potions. They were able to get past you. However, they were not able to do much before uh, triggering the traps on the chests, uh, causing a vast amount of arcane energy to emanate from them, causing the supplies inside to react, which caused a bunch of rifts in reality. Some of you saw your god. Some of you were given things. Um, and some of you saw people really close to you. But in the end, you all saw the same thing. As each other rift was closing one at a time, you saw one final large rift open up outside. And out of it came a large hill giant. And it looks aggressive. And it looks like it is ready to fight. Reese has gone ahead and called his guards to action. Leonidas looks ready to fight. Yeah, I'm so ready to see him go all out. And that's kind of where we're going to start. So I do need everyone to roll initiative. I'm very curious of what he's uh, working with, what class. I'm already rolling like shit. Love that. At least I have a plus nine to initiative. I forget that you have a plus nine. Why? Why do you have a plus nine to initiative? The alert feat. Oh, And I can't be surprised. Sandira, what you got? 10. 
10. I have a 10 for initiative. Arania, what'd you get? An 11. Castiel? 14. And Echo? 16. Cool. And then, last one I need is... Fuck. Muy bien, papi. Muy bien. I'm just... <laughs> Why are you reading his notes? I'm not is reading he, his notes. I can is just this see. a different day from when we climbed the tree? Yes. Yeah. Okay, just making yeah, sure. Yeah, you guys have recovered. I was making yeah. sure I got my racial feedback. Yeah, there's been time. You're good. So first and foremost, we start with this big hulking beast of a giant. He comes rearing through this portal with a massive boulder in hand and lets it fly towards Reese's group of soldiers. It hits some of them. Not silly, man. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, what's coming at? Does, does he backflip out of the way? You see silly man go, I know what to do, and he backflips. And as he's in the air, the rock comes flying no. towards him, uh, Jericho, and Jake. Not Jake. All three Jake. smash. This rock comes flying through them, no. and they are uh, glued to it at this point, okay, basically. Okay, so um, unfortunately, um, selfishly. Yeah, no, that yeah, makes yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that makes sense. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so just like that, three uh, guards are out. Fantastic. Looks like we can't do anything. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Man, someone's so confident in fighting, and then all of a sudden is like, Ooh, something stronger? No way. Fun fact that's how she's like in real life, too. Mm-hmm. Next, we have Echo. Echo is casting Guiding Bolt on the Hill Giant. Okay. That would be a 14. A 14 will hit. Ah, fantastic. Wow. And go ahead and describe to me what this guiding bolt looks like as it's making contact. Amazingly overly dramatic. You shall not pass. Just Mm -hmm. the slam of the staff into the ground. 16. Cool. As they release this ball of energy, it connects with the giant. It winces just for a moment, and then it lumbers back into its normal hunched over pose. Pussy. I had a stroke. <laughs> oh, Lord. Pose is what I was looking for. Um, the next attack roll made against the target is at advantage. All right. Keep that in mind. All right. And then next, we're going to move on to Cass. Um, how far away am I from it? You guys are probably like 30 feet from it. 30 feet? 30 feet. Oh, God. Tyler, chill. What? <laughs> 30 feet. I know how you get. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's... That's 15 people. <laughs> what are you going to fucking do, though? Um, you know what? We're going to go ahead and maintain that 30 feet, and I'm just going to pull two daggers out and throw them. Okay. It's just advantage on the first one, right? Correct. Wow. A four and a three, so mm, that makes wow. a, uh, a 10 total. 10's not going to hit, baby. Yeah. But the second dagger's going. Uh, That's a 13. That's not gonna hit. Oh, that is hit. Yeah, that that does hit. hit. Great. Does not get the sneak attack. Roll me that beautiful D four. Seven points of damage. Awesome. All right, next. This, oh, I still had a bonus action. The rope cannon. Is that a full action or a bonus action? I don't. A fucking bonus action to fucking Spider Man. I don't give a fuck. Is, is there? I mean, is tree within range. Sure. Like, Cool, I'm going to pop up into that tree. All right. You'll probably get like 20 feet up in the tree. Okay. Okay. Cool. Next, we have Reese's crew. Reese is like, everyone surround them. And he looks real cool and serious. Something very different than normal. Uh, And his group is going to go in and they're going to start making swings on him. 
They are going to hit. Okay, and they deal 12 damage. And then Reese is going to swing. He is going to hit. Oh my god, what class did you make, Reese? I made him a fighter. As you should. I feel Thank like you. it made sense. Thank you. He'd be fighting. Yeah. He hit. He hit pretty hard. He's going to attempt to trip the beast. It's, it's not going to happen this time. But he did hit for the same amount of damage that his uh, group did. But now we're going to move on to Arania. Am I, um, are we in front of on the side or like behind? Right this? facing it, facing it face to face. Eye to eye. Entanglement to wrap the beast's, kind of basically what Reese did to wrap the beast's legs and give him the trip. Okay. And that is a what? Strength saving throw? Uh, yes. Is a 14 going to get it? What's your, what's your spell save? Uh, a 14. 14 so he meets it he is not restrained he ima- he 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 manages to break out this <laughs> motherfucker is that it for your turn yes all right wonderful now we're going to move to sandy how uh so he so he's taller than us by a lot okay i'm going to get on my board and get eye level with him cool about 6 feet away from him <laughs> uh and i'm going to cast hex okay i want to choose wisdom as you cast Hex on it, something in its mind becomes unhinged. Its eyes dilate and they get smaller and it looks like it is furious with you. Okay, so wisdom, that just means any wisdom saves he has disadvantage right. on. Uh, right. So now I'm going to cast uh, Toll of the Dead. Okay. He's got disadvantage on this because it's a wisdom save? Yep. Um, and he's... What do he make? Well, disadvantage. He doesn't get that in that 20. Uh, he instead gets a three. Yeah, he fails. Yep. Uh, so he's going to take 1d12 necrotic damage. Is he missing any hit points? Yes. Okay, so he's going to get 1d12 necrotic, and then on top of that, another 1d6 of necrotic. So awesome. we're going to do... That is 15 necrotic damage. Awesome, 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 awesome. Then I call him a bitch. Oh, no, he's so mad at you right now. Next is Leonidas. How much of my movement speed did I use to get eye level with him? All of it. He's 60 feet tall. He's huge. So he's very large. And you already had to travel 30 feet just to get in front of him. That six feet you were looking for. So you're like right there. Okay. Um, Next, Leonidas. Uh, You see he takes his great sword off of his back and begins to glow with this golden aura that shines off of his black plate armor. And he lets out a roar and runs into battle and goes to swing. He hits, and you see as this golden arc of energy comes flashing out of his sword and through this beast. We go into the hill giant. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) And he goes to swing this massive club in your direction, Sandiris. There's no S on my name. Sandira, I didn't do it that much in the recording. I listened through. I actually didn't do it that much. So, 17 gonna hit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a whopping 3d8 I'm about to smack you with. He could kill me with this. Uh, That's 15. All right. Plus five is 20. <laughs> I'm in death saves. All right. Uh, So you guys see as Sandiris gets smacked back, and Sandiris gets smacked back and begins to start flying backwards. Um, You see his board reacts and flies back towards where he is and catches him and he slowly begins to float back down to the ground is shield just self or can i shield use is it? just self damn it love you haha <laughs> suck you tyler didn't you grab a shield scroll 
he is yeah you fucking idiot yeah you never thought to grab a a shield scroll so now the hill giant i didn't buy any scrolls so now the hill giant having smacked this fly out of the sky uh sees the one in a tree and begins to run towards it uh and he goes to swing at castiel who's in the tree is a 17 gonna hit you it does uh, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen damage to you. Okay, I'm still standing. As he smashes you, and as he hits you, his club connects, and he just kind of squishes you in between the tree, and you can hear bones in your body start cracking and fracturing, like from the the sheer weight of the attack. And it seems happy with that, and turns back towards the rest of the the large group. Um, and sees a boulder, and it looks like it might be going for that next turn. Echo, it's back to you. Echo um, is running to Sandira. Mm-hmm. We are casting Spare the Dying. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. What's that do? Um, I touch a living creature that has zero hit points. Um, you are now stable. Like a horse. <laughs> All right. No more of that. <laughs> Can I? And then health potions, we're using those. Those are not bonus actions. Bonus That's action to give it to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> We're dosing up our boy yep. like a proper, proper cleric. What is the, uh, what does Spare the Dying look like kind of coming from? It's coming what from everything point. Echo wants to do looks like. It's just that cleansing, healing power, mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to work. Right. Just not how it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you see as some of your, you can feel yourself having almost let go and gone to the nothingness you feel yourself get pulled back from the brink and you're dazed and you're still unconscious but you're alive i almost went to the unicorns <laughs> <laughs> uh next we have Cass. how far away is he from me he is like uh up in your shit so he's probably about five feet away there's just a gap of tree-ness in the middle was uh <laughs> anyone else engaged with him uh no actually the one person that was engaged with him he sent flying uh we're gonna bonus action hide and try to use some of the tree to like in the darkness to dash around in the tree a little bit and kind of make him lose sight of me okay go ahead and roll your stealth yeah okay it's a 17 17 okay uh yeah that works he he on top of that is also seeming to start engaging back with the full party so you definitely have that. Okay. As soon as I see him, like, you know, look confused and kind of start switching gears or switching targets, I'm going to, like, run out of the tree and pull my scimitar and take a swipe at him. Cool. Yeah. Now, you're just jumping out of this tree 20 feet up. What's the goal here? I was going to, like, I don't know, land on him. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that works. That works. That works. Oh, wait. I have advantage, right? From hiding, yeah. You're hidden. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Two and a three. Oh, it's this not going to hit. It's a guys. nine. This isn't good. All right. Nine doesn't hit. Uh, is that all for your turn? Yeah, that, that was you my bonus do, action. You, you action. do begin to start sliding down his body. You slammed into him. Uh, you're, you mispredicted how thick his hide was. And you've, you, you've begun to start sliding down his body. 
And I, I'll say you even land down on its feet. You don't really take any fall damage from it, but you fell. You, you slid down, fell. Okay. And now you're on the ground. Next, we move on to Reese and his group. He's like, we can do it if we just, if we just focus everyone on one thing. And then they go in. They miss, but Reese. Reese makes contact. He does another 12 damage, and that is the end of his group's turn. Cinders, you are out for a loop right now, so there's not really much you can do. Is there anything you want to try? I want a bonus action drink a potion. How far away? I already gave you a potion. I didn't drink it, though. Did I? Did you roll any oh, dice? I forgot to roll for Okay, it. roll some dice. Roll shit, some healing shit. dice. How we dice need that. Roll? How many dice do I roll for? Uh, a normal healing potion is 2d4 plus 4. 2d4 plus 2. That is 5. And you said if we use an action to drink it, you get the full benefits. Right. Bonus action, you roll for it. Right, exactly. So basically, anytime you administer a potion to someone, you're going to roll for it. Yeah. Just because 9 times out of 10, they're unconscious. It's, that, it's that second movement. Yeah. Uh, so I've got 5 HP. Yes. Yeah, that's a quirky little rule we have here at this table. We're, uh, use We're a, so quirky. Where you use a full action to drink something, you get the full benefit. We're funny. It is Sandiris' turn. You are conscious. You are ready to fight. What do you do? So, I imagine I was still on the ground. Yeah. I grab... Well, the, you're on your board, but yeah. Uh, I uh, try to stand up, and I grab the coiled end of my uh, staff, mm-hmm. and I pull it around, put it back in my left hand, and I look at the hill giant, and I go, I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> okay. All right. You I did. love it. Eldridge Blast. Yeah, when I did... I deafened it for you. When I did Toll the Dead, I guess. Because, <laughs> yeah. Who knew that was your bell, you know? And the sound of uh, Dolores' bell fills the air around for a moment. So, yeah, I did hear bells. But anyway, Eldridge Blast. What's my range spell? It's, um... I don't have it written. Wow, what a fucking dweeb. It's your charisma plus your proficiency. Oh, then it's four. There you go. Let me go write that in. Charisma plus proficiency for you is just a four? Yeah, because I have two and two. Oh, wow. You suck. Okay, well. (laughs) (laughs) That's a 17. 17 will hit. All right. So that's a. Tell me what this looks like, dog. So I'm kind of like trying to stand up and only one of my eyes are open and I'm trying to like focus on him as well as I can. And I just point at him and. He was holding his hand like a gun for the listeners at yeah. home. Oh yeah, I was holding <laughs> it out and then beam of light. And it's all like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily go in a straight line, it kind of streaks like a lightning what color. Bolt. It's like it looks like white light, but you can kind of see it like refracting with the light around it, so it almost looks so you can see like the prisms in it and okay. stuff. Cool. Um big celestial energy. Roll that damn. That's ten, nice! ten force damage. That's pretty good. Uh he might die soon. This force damage, can he no. can he fall a little bit? No. You'll get that ability later. How where am I in relation to the giant? Uh like 10, 15 feet away. I'm gonna move back about 30 feet. Okay. Yeah, good idea. Next is Leonidas. He goes for his second swing. He hits. Uh, this one does not have the bountiful energy of the last hit, but he does do a lot of damage. His turn ends and it moves on to the hill giant who lets out a roar at all these things underneath him that are poking and picking and stabbing, panics, and begins to start slamming his hammer on the ground. He crits. As in crit fail? Critical or? success. Oh. oh. And so that's 30 damage already with... 
the two, the three, and the four. So that's nine, 39 damage that he lays waste upon the troops of Reese with. Smashing and smashing, he kills another 10 troops. Puts him down to two remaining troops. Reese and one other individual. Is that Silly Man or is Silly Man dead now? Silly, Silly Man died, died from the, the rock. <laughs> I'm going to miss Silly Man. I just want one NPC. Lastly, final attack is going to go on Leonidas. That is a 20 unnatural. Can you use a different die? No. Yeah, yeah, I can. Uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, plus 5. That's 19 damage. Slamming down on Leonidas. Brings him down uh, prone on the ground, just smushed. Uh, his armor, surprisingly, does not look dented or damaged, but it is clear he has taken a fucking hit. Next, we move on to Echo. I'm like 15 feet away from this thing? Yeah. Mm, I have options. But being flashy right now is not a good idea. So we're going to take like 10 steps back. So I'm like 25 feet away from this thing. Uh-huh. And it's going to be once again another guiding bolt. Sounds good. Roll to hit. What is... Fuck, is the 13? 13 does it. 11. And so this last guiding bolt that comes out of your staff Gandalf style, uh, Opa Gandalf style, uh, (laughs) (laughs) flies into this hill giant and this light from inside wells and wells and wells. There's light, beams of light shining out of his eyes, out of his mouth. There's light coming from every orifice. From like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Yeah. Except at the end of this, he doesn't turn into a real boy. He explodes (laughs) and organs and entrails begin to fly all over everybody who is remaining. And he dies. You all stand. I run over and check on Leonidas. Uh, You see a glow coming from him as he uh, stands up. You see one of his hands is on his chest and there's this glow coming from him that seems to be recuperating some of the the wounds that he has on his body. And he goes, that that didn't feel good, brother. I'm just glad you're still standing. Oh, man, just barely. Echo's going to make their way back over to Sandira. Uh huh. And it's 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 kind of like an aggressive, like making sure that he's standing upright mm-hmm. and with the one touch, it's cure wounds. Oh. That would be eight with everything added into it. I'm now at 13 out of 19. OK, cool. Like, uh, I have a couple of pots if you need one. I'm good. Um, I think. Uh, no, I'm fine. It's barely a scratch. I, you need I, some help? I almost died. You can lean on Echo. This is what Echo is like literally trained for. I feel like uh, since I was on the board and I kind of got off of it, the board's like parasol is like right here and so i'm just kind of leaning up against it so you guys see this scene of blood and viscera um not just a uh, hill giants but people that you've grown to know over uh a week and a half plus another week some people you really you know you've developed relationships with like jake <laughs> and jericho where's plunder and plumage Plunder and Plumage are dead. I thought, I thought they were in dead the, in the beginning. Yeah, they died uh, prior to this moment. Uh, kind of, uh, I look around and see the destruction, and I'm going to stumble back into the caravan yeah. and try to find one of the sorcerers that were, like, protecting the chess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all there. They're, they're 
panicking and they're freaking out. You do see Plumage and Plunder are both dead on the ground now, uh, and their true forms have been revealed. You see that they are they are in fact uh, changelings themselves and have been under the ruse of being guards. I give them a nice smoldering look. Just they go. <sighs> I walk over I'm to the sorcerer. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's going on here? What are we? Is it? Is it safe? Yeah, it's safe. Well, for at least the ones that are still alive. Oh, praise you, bless you! And uh, a, a handful of them come around you, and they begin to uh, give you like hugs and celebrate you. And a couple more you see start running out of the carts, and they are just praising their gods whoever they may follow um and they're they're almost hysteric i'm like pushing them off i'm like i don't want hugs i want an explanation i almost died i saw my family who's in danger and these people are protecting a thing that are just ripping rifts in time and i have no idea what's going on and i'm worried and i'm anxious uh one of them kind of stands up brushes himself off uh they are still shaking. There's still a lot of anxiety going on, but uh, one of them come up, comes up to you and says, "Right, uh, apologies. We've we haven't seen battle like that ever in our lives. Most of us. We were sent here to guard tools, items that the researchers on the Isle of Beginnings are supposed to be using to help." harness the abilities that the rifts give we didn't we weren't given details on what they were we weren't given a, a briefing other than to use our strongest wards to ensure that no one takes the materials but it, our wards didn't go how they were supposed to they were there should have been arcane explosions of lightning and fire but it's almost like it absorbed it all. Listen, I'm sorry for being a little uptight, but, you know, my pretty much my entire family is on that island right now. In fact, I saw them in one of those rifts. I hope you understand I'm not upset with you. It just, I no, think it's, it's imperative that we do what we can to recover as quickly as we can and just keep moving. Right. Well, we're only a week out if... if we can shed some of the weight here now that we don't have all of those individuals and unfortunately and none of us pass so we can continue warding if necessary but well, and I put my hand on his shoulder I'm like take the time you need if you need anything let me know rest for a moment I didn't mean to startle you or anything I'm no thank you I see that Vishtari have truly uh, shown their worth Thank you. And he goes back to his group and they are... Are there any shovels? You know, probably. Are there shovels? Echo's going to go find a shovel. Okay. I put my quarterstaff on my back, and I mean behind my neck, and kind of rest my arms over it, and I'm just going to walk back outside. Cool. Is the uh, magic igniting while you're doing that still? Um, It's coursing through me. Cool. Yeah. I'm just checking. Actually, when uh, Sandira walked away, after Sandira and Leonidas were okay, I wanted to rush over to the downed guards and see if there were any survivors or anyone that could were like on the brink of death that could have been. Mm -mm. They are gone, gone. There are two remaining soldiers. There is Reese, 
And there is one other person that you guys haven't interacted with before. Is it... Is it Flute Girl? No, she's just a normal worker. She died. She's alive. She's labor. All the she's a laborer. All the laborers lived. Okay. The guards did their job in the grand scheme of things. Shovel? You find a shovel? Yeah, Echo's... We're digging graves. Right. Uh, I think that Reese solemnly and silently kind of does the same thing. It's he quiet. It's that. a little too practiced. It's right. a little too in sync. Right. There's an extra one. I'll help too. Oh. I'm going to go make sure all the staff is okay. Yep. They, I mean, they're, they're all right for the most part. Uh, they're shooken up a lot, but other than that, they're just, they're just very hysterical right now. Keep them all in one group. Stay where I can see you. Are you hurting now? I'm hurting. They, uh, in this instance, are listening entirely. Great. I want to bring them closer to like where the damage is only because we only have two guards. Right. And, 100%. And then we're going to go over and help out with bringing bodies closer to put graves. Cool. A little sad. Yeah. I think once, uh, once a solid group of people realize, like, kind of what you guys intentions are and what you're doing i think a, a good handful of them start to help as well it, and the work uh seems to help get some people's minds off of it for a, a time before uh the inevitable burying happens is there anybody else doing anything while the graves are being dug do i still have my spider yeah can i i forgot all about her oh is she, does she do anything or is she just like just right here just on she's me? she what, what do you want to do I, don't know, I just want i just want her. i just want to play with her mess with her i just i love this little spider uh she looks at you you see that it is a a, a black spider Aww. um with you would think it was a black widow if you just glanced at it but the red marking on it uh isn't an hourglass it's some other figure you I don't know if you'd be able to make out or not. Hmm. You can roll history if you want to try and figure it out. I do, actually. Let's see what I get. Oh, I get five on history. Fuck yeah. Fucking needed that. Some smart bitches. <laughs> you got an eight? I got an eight. Okay. No, you, you, it looks familiar, but you, you can't trace it. Um, but you know, like, you notice this, this spider is unnaturally kind to you and as you you interact with it it, it it you feel this insane safety when handling it like there's no way that it would harm you can i bring it over to cassio i was like you got something did, did i see that cassio got something from the rift or did we all see that we know you oh, guys fuck. were all in different spots when it happened so you don't see it none of you knew anything about any other rift ah, i still want to bring it over to cassio i was like do you recognize this thing on her butt do I recognize it? You can roll a history. Maybe I, disadvantage. I am proficient in okay. history. And then just roll normal. That's a nat 20 for 22. Hey. You recognize the symbol Yay. immediately. Uh, you uh, <laughs> have experienced relations with other elves that uh, have dealt with not so popular gods in the past. Uh, and you realize that the symbol here is a symbol of Loth, the spider queen. Known for being a chaotic god, more true neutral than deliberately evil, but chaotic nonetheless. Where did you find this spider? She was, I don't know, she was just kind of given to me. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well, that that's the symbol of Loth, otherwise known as the Spider Queen. There's a Spider Queen? Yeah. 
thought that was me. Oh. It seems that she may have taken a liking to you. I love Or at least that. is very interested in you. What do I... So, like, this is a present. I get to keep this. It could be anything. It came from a, a, a goddess. I mean, it could be a way of keeping tabs on you. It could be a gift. It could be a curse. Knowing her nature, it could be anything. Oh, I love that. I'm going to call you Bitsy. I love this. Thank you. I knew I was right to go to you. Bitsy. I knew I knew it. Dark, Dark Spire, Dark Elf. You're smart. I like you. Not Castiel. Well, um, I get that. Was that right well, name? <laughs> I'm from a different plane of existence. We're not all the same. Well, you're you're. Thank you. I appreciate that. I guess if they're taking if we're taking shifts on like digging, because I imagine there's only so many shovels to go around. There's enough shovels. I think I'm a good enough DM that we can. I can allow okay. as many shovels. And I feel as like Echo and Reese are making like short work of this yeah. shit. I was gonna say I might take like a small break, just like fine. a breather, and uh, might just go like find a tree like twenty feet away and just sit down and lean against it, and I uh, pull out this the the black raven dagger, and uh, do I sense anything from it? Do I feel anything from it? Just looking at roll it. roll me a d twenty. That's another nat twenty. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Two. Let's have the let's take this ride together. All right. You as you're holding this, you feel your life force intertwine with it. You can feel almost a heartbeat inside of this blade. And you as as you feel it and you investigate it, you realize the heartbeat is matching your own. The head of the raven on the blade uh, while at first looked just like some sort of design uh, you see actually twitches and you you can see it has some sort of sentience to it not unlike the white ranger sword in power rangers uh, but as you are sitting there focusing on the dagger and yourself, you feel the the head begins to sort of meld out of the blade and you see wings appear as they as as this raven pulls itself out of the blade and perches on your knee. And it goes. Uh a little shocked, but I don't, you know, no rash movements or anything. Hey, little fella, uh, where did you come from? It looks you in your eyes, and you feel a connection to this this bird. You've heard of wizards having familiars that they they summon from other planes. Uh, they have a connection with, and it is a very Similar feeling to that, but you can, there, there's something deeper here as if this bird has some sort of fate designed to be intertwined with yours. That's all you get for right now. I wasn't even going to give you that yet, but since you're not 20 <laughs> for the second time in a row, you, yeah. you now have your Raven familiar. Okay. Do you have a name? It says nothing. 
A few hours pass, and uh, a massive burial pit has been dug, with Reese and Leonidas helping to dig. It, it gets done faster than you've uh, than you've seen then before. Echo and Reese on their own. But yeah, the the bodies begin to be moved respectfully to a giant pit and thrown in. Thrown in. It's deep. I'm gonna pan flute it. Okay. I'm gonna just sit and play a little sad song. Yeah. Uh, before we put the bodies in, uh, I'll go to Reese. I was like, should we check them for uh, personal belongings? Maybe their loved ones would like to have those. I know I know. soldiers tend to like maybe keep a picture or something on them or a, or a love letter. Reese is very serious with you. In a way, like you've, you've seen him interact with Echo uh, in this casual kind of manner that makes him seem just kind of like a big goofball. He gets very stone cold serious with you and says, I know exactly who everyone's families were. I know who their loved ones were. I'll make sure that everyone is notified accordingly and anything special they had on them. I will make sure it gets home with them. And you see as like he's getting ready to take each body in to the, the pit he uh, he instinctually knows where every single thing on them is. You can tell that Reese is a very caring captain who has spent a lot of time getting to know his team. Like a good manager. Not like some shit manager that just got like hired on because they had a degree or whatever. The bodies all get placed, and then the filling of the hole begins. Yeah, and as like the dirt starts getting shoveled in, uh-huh. right? Echo's gonna sit at the edge, and it's just a quiet prayer. I don't think I, I've never pictured Echo as like a verbal prayer person. Mm-hmm. It's always been silent. That's fine. Every time. Mm-hmm. You just hear a little pan flute in the background. Do, 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 Can I like roll for religion? Yeah. Like the like gentle like blessing light to get done. A hundred percent. Thirteen. As you are going through uh, your common burial rites that you have given to uh, many a lost patient, uh, a, a soft, warm wind uh, picks up and wishes through the air. For a moment, the woods are silent and everyone sits there. And then a few minutes later, it's like the woods come back to life and... You begin to hear the chirping of birds, the rustling of a squirrel off in the distance as the hole is slowly filled. Did we put plunder and plumage in the hole? I don't think so. Fantastic. Where are the bodies? They are in the care. They've probably been moved. They're probably uh, set to the side. Can I search them? Yeah. Fantastic. What'd I roll for that? Investigation. While that's happening, I'm actually going to start building like a, a small pyre. Okay. Yeah. For them to, because... Just knowing the hidden daggers and what, right. what, how people were forced into it, they still deserve a proper send off. Right. What did you roll? A seven. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You find uh, traditional like guards garb, um, all the stuff that you would normally see anybody wearing, the stuff mm-hmm. that you've seen Reese uh, equip regularly. Like, other than that, there's nothing that seems to be of value on them. Anything that would allow them to stand out 
are you is Castiel coming in while Echo is um like searching the bodies? No, I was actually gonna ask uh Leonidas to help build the pyre because he could probably help me like break some wood up and oh yeah who's getting these bodies i mean i'd assume it's uh, after a while of building a pyre which takes some time and then uh leonidas do you mind giving me a hand and i know they weren't great people but not at all brother if you feel they deserve it i have nothing wrong with it no one joins the hidden daggers willingly and Everyone has a story. Cool. You guys go and find a dead tree in the woods. Not too hard to do. Captain he he Captain America's one of the logs. And you guys get a, get a chopping. You get you get enough wood to make a pyre. Probably takes a few maybe an hour to to build an one big enough for two guys. I think back, I was like, man, I really need to make a note for Doc to turn his dagger arm into a saw arm. Fair enough. You do not have your dagger hand. I know I don't have it, but I was, but it's like thinking back, like dagger arm wouldn't cut wood, saw arm would cut wood, and it would still be a dagger. But yeah, then we'll uh, we'll we'll go fetch the bodies, and just like I had mentioned, so I have no idea that she searched them. But no, can I can I modify the timing there then? Because for like flavor, whereas like you guys walk in while Echo is like searching the bodies. It's it's not kind. It's not patient. There's nothing. No, there's nothing religious. There's nothing sanctimonious about it. Echo is borderline thoroughly disgusted that they have to touch these bodies whatsoever. What what are you doing? Well, I was hoping to find something useful, but as they were alive as they are now, it's the same thing. Not. Whatever. I, we're, I've, I've built a pyre for them. I'm going to give them a proper send off. Mm, as you wish. I do. Did you take anything off of them? I didn't find anything. Okay. I mean, just just like I mentioned with the guards, wanted to see if they had any personal belongings or anything on them. Oh, you're uh, welcome to search them. Roll me investigation. Four. Mm, no. It seems like they were so committed to this this appearance that they they've anything that was a personal belonging to them. They were removed a long time ago. Right. But you do see their real faces. You see that each one of them, one is a little taller than the other, uh, each uh, with these golden locks um, with nearly ghost white skin uh, with with a, a, a reddish glow to each of their eyes. Uh, Leonidas, can you give me a hand with these guys? Yeah. No problem. And we'll take them over to the pyre. And not much of a religious man, so there's not many words, if any, said. Right. And then I'll just take the torch and toss it in the middle. And the fire begins to kindle, and... And moments they are engulfed in flame, and you see as wind is forced out of them as it's sucked through the flame and cracks of their bones begin to happen and before long what were two carcasses are now ash on a fire i look over and notice the fire yeah and i just see Cass and leonidas standing there the smell of like burning flesh also starts to slowly fill the air so i walk over and i stand beside Cass. seems like he knew these guys i didn't know him well i just 
when it comes to the hidden daggers, it's just no nobody just freely signs up for that. Most of us owed crew jaw some kind of crook jaw some kind of debt, and usually it was something minor. I mean, I lost my arm because I picked the wrong pocket. Hmm. I I mean. What little thing did these guys do to put them in this position? That's you a, know, that's and, a that's a fair assessment. I mean, it, it's a cruel world. It just what you know. Maybe they weren't bad people. They just did a couple of bad things and got mixed in with the wrong people, forced into the wrong crowd. Leonidas puts a hand over each one of your shoulders. And says, not all of us get the opportunity to pick our path when we're young. Some of us are forced into things we can't control. But uh, some of us, and he kind of leans over towards Castiel and says, some of us find a way out. And we make something of ourselves. And some of us grow comfortable in what we know. I'm not out yet, but if anything's a motivator, this is. I will not be some nameless body on a pile of wood burning. This will not be my fate. So is there cause for concern that this Hidden Daggers organization could be looking for you? Uh, Absolutely. I mean, the mission failed. When they realized that... These two and myself don't return with the supplies. They're going to know something went wrong, and they're going to send someone else. Well, it looks like we've got a limited amount of time before we have to deal with the next couple of dagger boys. Um, some Out of game, something that we haven't talked about. Are there any markings, tattoos, or anything that members of the Hidden Dagger or, or brands that members are forced to receive? I think no. I think that... The level that the hidden daggers are on, it's more useful for them for someone to not have a way to be able to be told that they're a hidden dagger without any tell, you know? Right. If you could just strip search somebody and be like, oh, there's a brand, they're a hidden dagger. Like, it also would help people to it would help persuade people who are trapped in the hidden daggers to be able to get out. You know, it's like, there's nothing keeping me here. There's no brand forcing me to be a part of this. If I get out, I'm out. Okay. I think going forward on this trip, because I think we still have two, three weeks left on this trip. It was a week and a half to get to the forest, to get to the forest. And it was a week and a half from there to get to the bottom city town. So we're about two weeks in then. Yeah, you've probably got maybe a week. There's maybe a week left for you guys to get to get to the city. Okay. And then from there, there is an airship that will carry the supplies to the island. I'm sorry I got y'all mixed up in this, but uh, we should definitely sleep with one eye open. No one, no one should go anywhere alone. Sooner we get to the city, I feel like it'd be harder to find us. We don't exactly blend in. And in all fairness, a caravan in the middle of the woods versus a caravan in a big city. I'll take my chances. Is it a big city where we're going? Kind of. So it's 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 
close to the the coast so it is a port city so there's a lot of trading going on there between it uh and a couple of other places uh however there's also uh a level of simplicity to the city that you guys are going to it's 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 a town with certain commodities that most towns don't have like a pass-through town not so much a tourist destination yeah right so yeah i think we'll find it easier to blend in there so i understand everybody's a little shaken up shit i can barely think straight but i say we set up camp for the night and um get back to 100 percent and get a move on early tomorrow morning and then i turn walk away from you guys you notice you notice sandir is kind of he acting a little different He's a little funny with that. He's that hit different. It hit real different. That's also why I cast didn't ask you to help with the pyre because it's just like hmm, this might hit a little too hard for him after seeing your reaction to the trials and everything. Well, now it's like this. This stuff has to go to help my family who was in trouble, and they're on a re. They they do their research thing, and it was something that I was always invited to do, but always neglected to do, and so like. I kind of feel like he's starting to feel he would be more help if he had just started doing the thing, you know? So now he feels so disconnected is he can't be there and help and it's bothering the shit out of him. What about everyone else? Uh, uh, Arania definitely does go into the, uh, where Echo is. I guess Echo would look as grumpy as they usually do. Not really any different. Echo looks tired. (laughs) It just goes up next to Echo, say so. How's the emotions now? Which emotions? The mourning, the exhaustion, the rage, the irritation, or the understanding that if we had just gotten rid of them when we learned about them, over 10 people would still be alive. See, I said the same thing. But uh, I guess we understand that they do things a little differently than what we would do. And to make it, I know we're not the closest, but I will say, I'm sorry for your loss. I know you're close to Reese, but it seems like you were close to everyone in the No, guards. it is more so Reese's loss. But it's also your loss. Reese's loss seems to be your loss. And I I have a friend back home that I... Are we actually genuinely becoming friends this time? <laughs> Echo, mind your manners. It's like, I, I, have a, I have a friend back home. His name is Theo. And I do about anything for him. So I apologize for your loss. You can see, like, Echo struggling <laughs> to keep that fucking almost sneer that they consistently have like in like from coming out and it does I would like for it to be appreciated how full of effort it sounds for Echo to be like thank you just I, I would have killed them right? I said that to Sandir just so you know I, I was like we should poison them but you know they didn't want to do that but I was on your side. I think if we would have came together, we could have taken them out now. The morality of it all? Uh, is there really much morality? What, what, what is morality? 
to anybody, really. The inability to see the difference in value. Who lives, who dies, who's the strongest, who is the weakest. I think we're a lot alike. I wouldn't hold your breath. Side note, um, Castiel does not leave that pyre until it's just ash. Right. He just stands there the whole time. Cool. I think Leonidas doesn't really leave you either. He he doesn't like necessarily engage you in conversation all the time, but he's kind of just there. So yeah, I guess like what Sandero suggested, like we're just gonna take the night. Cool. You guys uh, on this solemn night, fourth night in the prior thicket, kind of wind down as best you can and uh, attempt a long night's rest. If it burns all night, he won't sleep. I'll give it a D6. That'll determine how many hours. It burned for four hours before turning to ash and whistling through the winds. So I'll say you still get some time to sleep. While everyone's setting up tents and stuff, I'm going to go inside one of the caravans and meditate overnight. Sounds good. Reese uh, sets up Echo's tent, as always, and sets his up and uh, checks in with his... One other soldier, and uh, it's the hay. Echo's not that kind of friend, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'll just sleep. As you go to lay down, the the spider friend that you have uh, kind of crawls out from under some of your garb and kind of nestles into a, 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 sm- a spot on your neck between your oh. shoulder and your head. I want you to know if this spider, if anybody kills this spider, it's <laughs> your on fucking sight. It's your on fucking sight. Head. You're just gonna fucking squish the damn thing. This is your fucking head. The itsy bitsy spider. Her name is Bitsy, and just I imagine her to like sit in between her titties, like just kind of like poppy and then other that a lot. So like, you want to see my spider? She's like, do 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 The little legs in between the yeah, cleavage. the little eggs. Like ah, it's like she has like kind of crawl out. She's fine. The night begins, and as everyone begins to attempt their sleep, uh, and as you are meditating, uh, Sandira. You hear the whinny of a horse in your head. That was almost Scooby-Doo, but it wasn't. And uh, you hear it coming from outside of the cart. I uh, open my eyes. I slowly get up, make sure that my quarterstaff is on my back. I walk outside. As you walk outside, you see that it is full moon and uh, a beam of... The light from the moon is shining into the woods. And you see, coming through the woods, a unicorn. I walk over to meet it. He meets you, gives you a bow, and says, Hello, I'm sorry that we weren't strong enough. It's okay. I think, um, I think that I got a little too confident. Maybe things have been a little easy for me thus far, so I expected this to be the same. For what you did do, you were impressive. Thank you. And you've seemed to take in what power I can give you efficiently. And you notice, like, he's not as stiff as he was before. You know, how originally he was like, Hello, Mm -hmm. I am a unicorn. It's as if something about this night sky, the moon... Your connection is, is strengthened. If if I may ask, how how did you make it here? 
I I thought things weren't looking too well in the Fey realm. Um, he looks at you and says, "Unfortunately, it's not me that's here. It's just a projection." And as he says that, you sort of see a a, a glistening like glitter across his body as he phases sort of in and out. Well, regardless, it's honestly comforting after the day that we've all had to see you here. You're growing. I know it might be hard to believe after the encounter you've had, but I can feel a wellspring of power beginning to form within you. That's comforting. It's comforting to hear at a, a time of perceived weakness, and I appreciate that. And to be completely honest, I think I'm starting to feel that as well. There are things you must know, though. You need to become strong fast. I've seen through your eyes, and I've, I've seen that the problems going on in my realm are beginning to become problems in yours. Well, I'll do the best I can. I'm just not exactly sure how to become stronger faster. I, I should become more focused and understand that there's... This is probably, it's probably a timer on this whole thing falling through. Would you like a better glimpse of what you have in store? My heart says no, but I, I know in my heart that this is something I need to see. Okay. And he turns to the side and he ushers you to hop on. I go to swing a leg over to see if it's, if it's solid or if I'll fall through the projection. You swing a leg over and you meet, you make contact with it. And at this moment, you begin to realize you're not physically there. You realize this is all happening in your meditation. You've split your being, you know, kind of like when Doctor Strange, like, gets punched out of himself. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Or like an astral projection. Yeah. The okay. very same. Cool. Um, but it's not from the astral plane. You're both sharing a, a, a different demi plane in the, in the center. Okay. Um, yeah, hop on. You hop on and he begins to run. And the speed at which you travel is is unable to be interpreted. It's so fast. He runs and as he starts to run, he comes up into the sky and you fly through the sky. And you see that you're heading towards the Isle of Beginnings. You come down. You are in the researcher's camp. Only something it doesn't seem like research is what is being taken care of right now. Mm -hmm. You see fortifications being built up. You see people with arcane blasters, arcane guns. You see people with scientific level guns. All these people preparing. Uh, and you hear someone saying, All right, the next round of giants, they're not going to let up. We've got to hold on. Well, the first thing I'm doing is scanning around to see if I can spot where my family is. You actually, as you're listening to that voice, it sounds very familiar. And you look to it and you see that it's your brother. He, he seems to be leading this group of people. He says, luckily we were blessed with that blast of light. So we were able to prepare accordingly. And we've only lost a few, but we can't give up. I know we're just a bunch of researchers, but it's time to put that research to use. And you see, you hear his voice begin to crack a little. You, you can tell this isn't something he's accustomed to. Without 
really realizing that I can even connect with him at all. I just kind of stay on a breath. I'm like, oh, what's wrong? And I'm panically like searching to see if like, do I see my parents setting up fortifications? Do I see them running to a tent? Do I see them gathering supplies? You don't see them at the moment here. However, uh, the unicorn turns to you and says, yes, unfortunately, the giants have not only taken over our realm, but are seeking to take over yours as well. We've been at peace with them for so long, no one ever expected them to just turn like this, and... Do we know why? That's something I'm trying to find out on my side. Where most unicorns would gain their power from the lunar cycle, they've stagnated it. They've caused night to be without a moon, and we've become weaker because of it. A few of us were able to enchant a few items with our hair and become one with another being, and you feel the staff on your back kind of quiver with that energy. I've also heard that there's a there's a group searching for these unicorn hair weapons and items and sort of selling them on like a black market or trying to harness their energy and use it for evil, I guess you would say. They're the uh, hidden daggers, I believe. Interesting. Well, unicorn hair weapons are most certainly powerful and in the wrong hands can be very dangerous. If you are able to remove these from the hands of evil and give them to someone truly worthy, then you will only help our cause. Because of the connection that you and I now have from this weapon, I am able to siphon some of the moon's power from you, and it is allowing me to grow stronger with time. But it's not the same as getting the resource from the tap, but it is a start. Anything you can do to get more of that moony goodness would be greatly appreciated. And you feel as he's starting to kind of fade. Before you fade away, uh, my comrade Castiel, he is also part of the uh, Hidden Daggers, but not by choice. And if if someone would listen out for the things he says, he, he knows the name of the leader, things like that. Maybe I can get that from him again and get it to you. But the Hidden Daggers is a good place to look if you're at all searching for the people who are trying to use these for bad. I have other engagements I'm currently searching for. I'm still trying to find the cause of this giant overthrowing of balance. And I am trying to help you at the same time and make sure you're as strong as you can. I start to pet his mane and I say, I understand. It's okay. We save, have to return. I'm save, sorry. Save your energy. And you and him, uh, even faster, almost blink back to where you were. If you were looking at this with, like, a camera, you would see, like, a close-up of, like, my eyes. And I just kind of gasp, and the eyes open. It's like, <gasps> and you see, like, the orange in my eyes wash out to blue. Oh, I love it. I love that. Mm-hmm. You uh, are dropped back off, and he bows and says, I am sorry I can't do more. You must become strong. I just bow to him. And he f- wisps away. I take a second to, like, admire his beauty. He's fucking hot, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
Echo is not meditating. Echo's going to sleep. Echo is pissed about this whole day. It's tired of seeing this damn fucking panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. You don't see him tonight anyway. It's good. We all got animals. I'm not speaking to him right now. We're all, we're all Disney princesses with our animals. I have a unicorn who gives me power. What animal does Echo have? This is a fucking panther at this point. Okay, it's I thought it was Reese for a second. I was like, whoa. <laughs> What's Castiel's animal? The raven. raven. Oh, I forgot. You just gave it to I me. I know, I just yeah, gave I'm it to you. It Give away. me a break. Jeez. I'm waiting for that third net 20 day. <laughs> but anyway, at the time you were dropped off and the wisps of unicorn fade into the air, you see that the sun is rising and you are pulled back into your body. I stand up, catch myself a little bit. I'm like, okay, all right. So I get myself ready and I'm kind of going about the caravan, seeing everybody get up, try to help with preparations. Mm -hmm. Reese gets out of his tent very early in the morning. You can see these big bags under his eyes. And he looks at everyone and goes, all right, we're taking one cart. We're taking the big one. There's no sense in taking all of that unnecessary weight. This will get us there faster. We're going to conjoin a couple of the rams so that they can all pull together. How much shorter will this cut the trip? I would say it'll at least shave three or four days off. I'm intending to run these rams at full speed. Uh, I request that no one hop off the cart. Sounds great. If you do expect to be left behind. I remember seeing uh, Arania be on top of the cart. I'm going to get up there. You going to sit with me? I'm meditating. Okay. I want to be kind of away from everybody. And if anybody takes a look at Sandira, you can see that, like, uh, his usual, like, golden yellowish skin is now fading to, like, a light shade of blue, and all the leaves have gotten darker. It's like, it's like washing into it. He's not, like, blue. It's just, like, it went from, like, a gold to now, like, you can tell it's a little more pale, and the leaves are getting darker. Yeah. So by the time we arrive, it'll be day 39 of our adventure. What day are we on now? Uh, right now I have this whole trip marked as day 8 through 39. Oh, okay. See, we don't know where we are in the middle, but we'll know when we get to the end. Yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. Just because everything's been kind of loosey-goosey yeah, with time. I appreciate like, that. Yeah, we're about a week and a half. We're about two two or so weeks. And so by day 39 of this adventure, we should be arriving. Reese issues a quick command. He says, Emil, you handle the rams. I'll handle moving everything to the middle cart. And you see as Reese, as the big hulking man he is, begins to start moving things from some of the other carts. The necessities that you guys are going to need. Now you obviously don't need as many rations or water or anything like that. So he's just giving, getting the essentials for the cart ride to keep this load as light as possible so that he can run these rams into the fucking dirt. What will we do with the uh, remaining carts? Leave them here. Good talk. All right. <laughs> I was just curious. No, that's fine. Echoes in the cart, just grabbing whatever gets brought in and putting it where it needs to go. So we're not hitting the explosive chests. Right, right, right. I think Reese at one point talks to everybody and it's like, listen, we understand the wards are important to protect the cart. But I think from the captain of the guard standpoint, and I don't use that term often, we should just not worry about wards. They seem to be faulty against this amount of tools. I think we should ask the casters to remove the wards. Is there anybody against that? No. All right. Understood. And he goes and handles that. And the wards are removed from the chests. Would it not be faster then to send them back with one of the caravan pieces? If we don't need them. I just don't 
think it would be a good idea to risk them this far into the trip. That's fair enough point. Well, we'll be ready in a few minutes. Everyone take your positions. Now that the chests are awarded, I can take the supplies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> loot it. Cassiel takes the supplies and runs. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> this was a ruse. There's a sailboard just coming after you. Just fucking... <laughs> The uh, sailboard's actually gone too. It's weird. <laughs> it was also a double agent. Uh, I want to go, um, Arania, because as probably seeing Sandira in her spot, not not me. It's like going up there and it's like, so you're hanging out with me now. I'm meditating. Is that something that is important to you? Is that your culture? Mm-hmm. I'm keeping careful watch while also um, honing my energy and strength. Oh. I need. Just, I just need some time to think. Well, if you ever need any more wonderful plans, such as the one that I came up with before all this happened, you know, just a little poison here, a little killing there. Um, Or you just want a good laugh. I'm always here. He takes a deep sigh. I understand that looking back, sure, that could have prevented what you believe to be the ultimate bad thing that happened. But what I keep trying to explain is that we are the only ones who knew they weren't good. And the other guards may not have believed us if we said they weren't good if they were lying there on the ground dead. Did we know they were changelings? Absolutely not. Maybe killing them beforehand and they turn into their original selves? That probably would have been a wonderful idea. None of us had that hindsight. But the issue is, the last thing that we wanted to do was kill guards and have the others turn against us, especially Reese. That is a large man. He would have seen that the Vishtari have killed two of his own, and we would have had him plus eight to deal with, or him plus 12. You don't think we could have taken him? This is like a laughing joking. She's only slightly joking, but on the outside, it's like, oh, you don't think we could take him? One to two guards, maybe. Reese, I probably would have had a hard time with. I think, given the circumstances and all the bloodshed, that unfortunately things went as well as they could have with the information that we had. You know, I like your spirit. And while we are two different beings of two different mindsets, I, I respect and I think you're a very strong individual. Puts like a little hand on your back. And I appreciate that. And you you really did help us out. And I'm glad to see that you're coming around. Aww. As she's patting your back, you feel the touch of a few more legs on your back. And you see his back kind of straighten up. Oh, don't mind her. She she wants to like she um or uh, Rania brings out Bitsy just like in front of you. It's like she just wants to say hi. It waves to you. Oh, I stick my hand out. It walks over. And I just hold it up to my face, and I stare it in the eyes. Roll me a Constitution saving throw, please. Or wisdom. Actually, wisdom. Wisdom's what I want. Can it be Constitution instead? No. It makes more sense for wisdom. Inspiration. Be- oh. <laughs> Seven. That's better than a crit fail. Cool. You look into this thing's eyes, all eight of them. You are overwhelmed for a second with pure, unadulterated, chaotic thoughts. They go zooming through your head. I mean, like, 
I could blow a whole hole in this thing. I could kill somebody right now. I could kill this spider. I could kill Arania. I could fucking cook a fucking steak if I wanted to. I could fist myself. This is wild. Like, <laughs> the amount of chaotic uncertainties and thoughts that you have almost stun you. All For all intents and purposes, for six moments, you are shocked. I'm going to use as much concentration as I can to not let it show on my face. Okay. And then after those six moments, you're back to normal. And it waves at you. And then it jumps back over to Arania. She's very sweet. She likes you a lot. Cute. And I just kind of like give Arania a look. A look at the spider. Nod. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get back to it. <laughs> and I turn back around and face forward and just... I'm sitting crisscross applesauce. Just Cute. Well, I, I don't know what else is called other than the very insensitive thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just kind of concentrating on, like, figuring out ways through my mind tunnels. Like, how can I get stronger? Yeah. Castiel, what are you doing? Uh, it's a quiet day for Castiel. Wherever Reese needs a hand, knowing that he's a few hands short, he helps out. Good uh, man. Moving the supplies and stuff. But it's it's a reflection day. Yeah. I think you and Leonidas are basically just kind of helping out these workers wherever they can with ever with any kind of muscle things they need, which I mean, yeah, you're not that much of a muscle guy, but, but that arm don't get tired. That arm doesn't get tired. <laughs> Next couple of days, I really think Very are pretty quiet. sullen, pretty quiet. You can see day by day skin. The color is washing from Sandira's face. One evening, I, I will sit with Sandira for food and I'll go. So. I noticed your appearance was changing. What's that about? Is it? I haven't seen a mirror on this caravan. You've uh, you've got a bluish look to you, mm. and I mean that in a literal sense. Well, and and I guess I guess I'm changing. Um, and the Eldrin race of elves, we represent the seasons as a reflection of what we're feeling. After a few days ago, and I'll tell you because why not, I now know that there's a lot at stake here. It's not just about getting these tools to the island. I'm not sure if you know this, but my entire family is there. And for whatever reason, giants are attacking them. And as of a few days ago, I know that my brother is still alive. But I have zero idea on the whereabouts of my parents. And all I can feel is that of the numerous opportunities that I had to go, I chose to find my own way. And I'm worried that my little brother is there and defending them by himself. And I am of no help where I am. So for me, I don't think this journey ends at getting the supplies to the ferry, I might go on the ferry or where, whatever's taking these supplies there. I just have to know that they're safe and if I can help in any way, I'm gonna do it. And all I can think about right now is finding a way to learn to be strong enough to be useful. And that's where I am. Well, you say the word and I'm there with you. I appreciate that. I know how important family is. And with the research that your family is doing, that could bring me one step closer to my sister as well. I just hope that someday, soon, I can see that maybe I'm right where I'm supposed to be. 
Well, there's one thing I don't believe in, and that's predestination. We can choose our own fate. We can choose our own path. Nothing's yet to be determined. I'll take my little spoon, and I'm like, I hope you're right. But I'll get back to my old self, this crazy world willing. Besides the circumstance and the reasoning, it's a good thing we've downsized so that way we can get there faster. Let's take another bite, and I'm like, this food is fucking horrendous. Oh, especially to you, someone with such a refined palate. Like, mm-hmm. this is so bad. Are we sure there's no booze? Maybe we can, like, numb this down? There's one bottle of booze on this entire trip. Hey, buddy, old pal of mine. And no one of us, none of us know that she has it, none so. None of us know. You know I have it. None of these laborers keep a flask on them. I, I did really spotted anything. Man. These people, are, these people work that she sober. Has the they're squares, dude. Reese is in charge. Of course they're squares. Echo also knows. Because you were with me when I bought it. Echo is going to go find Arania. You know, you got a lot of sucking up to do. I wouldn't feed this to my pet owlbear. I look over at Echo and I'm like. No, sir. <laughs> it's back home. It's not with me. Good you. try. It's, it's back home. Okay, good try. <laughs> Next, next time we're stocking that bag with a little bit of booze. Next time you can buy your own bag. Be nice. <laughs> Listen, I have a helmet with a bowl in it on top of it in that bag. Therefore, I have real estate. There. I'm keeping it so very do safe. I. One of my arms is in there. For now. I whisper to Cinder, we'll just get our own bag. Are, are you going to eat that? Listen. Please. When we get back, and someday we will, because we're <laughs> friends now. I'm gonna show you real food. I got to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just take you out. I, what are you talking about? This is. Look, this you, is some of the better grub I've ever had. You have not eaten until you've had. It's just boiled chicken. <laughs> until, until you've had pork long beefs quiche. Okay. This is some of the freshest chicken I've ever had. It's almost two weeks old at this point. <laughs> I look at it and I go, this chicken is gray. Yeah, Echo with their ball. At least it's not rats. At least it's not. It could you know, be rats. It, if you clean them correctly, they're not that bad. They're still rats. The texture's awful. As you guys are wrapping up a wonderful dinner conversation <laughs> and uh, you hit the sack for this final night, you wake up to Reese going, everybody get up. We're getting close. Gross. Hello. And you guys... Begin to stir and wake up in the cart, and surely enough, you can see a city off in the distance and one large airship. The town of Spindle Briar. There we go. That's a good one. Spindle Briar of the Prior Thicket. You all arrive to the town of Spindle Briar. You see on one side of town a large airship. That looks like it is the one you're delivering supplies to because there are no other airships here. Spindlebriar is a pretty simple town, but it has all the supplies you would need for traveling. They make most of their money off of delivering things coastally and by airship to the Isle of Beginnings when the researchers come through. So it's kind of like they don't do anything for like two years and then boom. They are bustling and bushling and biggie, biggie, bop, bop, boom. Busy. This is the time where they're busy. Uh, you see a lot of different vendors, a lot of different shops available to to hang out in, shop at. You definitely see a bar that plenty of people are at, an inn, a town hall. Stop me when you've had enough. Uh, a playground for the children, a schoolhouse. Is it a nice playground? Yeah. 
It's pretty well taken care of. Ooh. Especially right now. What kind of places of worship are we seeing? Nature. Real hippie-esque. So, Sylvanas. Tree man. I wish I knew more plant gods. But yeah. Sylvanas. He's the, he's the big one. So are we heading right for the airship, I take it? What's the itinerary for what do you? What do you want? Reese looks at you guys and says, I'm going to deliver the stuff. Uh, we'll be leaving to head back to Thistleheim proper in maybe two hours. I'm going to go with and just make sure that it gets on. Cool. There is a teleportation circle here. He's planning on just using that. And he's already said he'll front the cost for everyone. Okay. I want to make sure that the supplies get there because, you know, personal connection and all that. I'll stick with Sindir. Let's see what everybody else is doing. Leonidas? Yes, brother. Uh, I think Sindir and I are going to join Reese and make sure these make it all the way there to the ship and get loaded. Sounds like we're all joining Reese then. Looks like I'm back on the top of the cart. Here we go. You're at the airship. It's big. It's got a big old balloon on top of it. It's like a hot air balloon. And you start filling it with supplies. It's nice. Everyone starts filling it up with supplies together so it goes really fast. And there's a guy that's driving the airship. And he looks a little podunk. Well, gee, thank you very much for loading up the ship. Is he related to Pepperoni Johnson? He turns to you and goes, Pepperoni Johnson? Why, that's my cousin. Really? Right. You know, he passes for Starry Trials. I heard he did. I'm very proud of him. He was definitively one of my favorite people there with me. That's good. He's a good boy, that pepperoni. Uh, Sandira. I stick my hand out. Perry. Perry Johnson. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I turn to my party and I say, well, I know why we're sending these supplies to the Isle of Beginnings. The giants are attacking them, and part of me really wants to go and see how I can help. Are we allowed to at least travel to the threshold? What do you mean? I know to enter the island and everything, you have to be sterile. Correct. Are we, are we at least allowed to travel and help unload supplies and just take no, a No, because it's going to land on the island? No, sir. Sandir, mm. if you go, I will go with you. Why do we have to be sterile to go to the aisle? It's something about, it's an old law. We just, if someone wants to go there and begin colonizing, it could it could risk uh, messing up the balance of the magic on the island. No half unicorn babies. You sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> My entire family is there and they're in trouble. And I at least need to see it through that these supplies get there safely for my own peace of mind. I don't have to land there. You can keep an eye on me. Put me in handcuffs for all I care. I just need to see that it gets there safely. That's that's all I need. I don't care who I have to talk to. I won't even do any of the unloading. I just need to see it get there. I'm big bucko. I'm real sorry to tell you, but if you came over through here and you did on did land on that island, we sure would have us a problem. Even if you didn't come off the boat, it'd be my ass. Well, obviously, I don't want to put you at risk. What if you stayed here and I went instead? So then it's like you know you don't get in trouble. And listen, sir, are you listen? Are you suggesting that you take? Bertha from me. Does the teleportation circle only go to the Isle of Beginnings? 
we don't have a teleportation circle that goes there. Everyone travels to the aisle by airship. The teleportation circle was something Reese was telling about going back to Thistleheim proper with. So can I, why don't we just quickly go back to the Vistari, explain the situation, get the permits we need to bypass a law because we're Vistari, and then go handle it. I look over at Reese. Well, I'll look over and up at Reese. Yeah. What are the chances of that working? Well, I mean, I've seen Vistari use their power to stretch over a rule before. I don't see why it couldn't happen. And I'm very persuasive. They're very persuasive. Mm, listen, I know it's a cost per person. I don't know who's best suited to go and have this conversation, but, um... Roll me a wisdom save. We at least have it paid one way there. You'd only have to pay for your way back. A wisdom save that is a 19. You hear something in your head. You hear that you've got to go now. You don't have time. How long does the sterilization process take? Uh... Let me roll a d20. Uh, that was a seven. So it takes a while. <clears throat> As the last things are getting loaded on by Emmanuel, which I remembered his name, by the way. Perry looks at you guys and says, well, I appreciate you, but I got to start preparations. And he hops onto a ship. Can I see where the supplies are going? They're going into a, a area underneath the deck of the ship. I would like to try and stealth my way into hiding in the cargo area. Can I help? I don't want to be there. I just want to help with the distractions. How do you do that? Can I distract Perry? How? Tell me what you do. Can I give him the show, like show me around the ship? Like act as if I'm like actually very interested, like how the ship works, where it's going, yada, yada. Okay, cool. That'll work. That'll, that'll give you the help action. Um, as you guys are talking, he's like, unfortunately, miss, I can't give you a tour around. Uh, really? we got, uh, I got a, I got a strict schedule. I got to get this stuff over there ASAP. But I've never heard of the airships before. We well, don't I have. I can't believe you can't, you ain't heard of an airship. That's no. almost. Sandy, let's go. Shocking let's go, let's to go. me. <laughs> but like, I don't know how you could ever like, listen, but I, the fact of the matter is no matter whether you heard one or not, I just can't. But Bitsy, Bitsy would love I the, don't care the about Bitsy. Uh, you guys go ahead and roll me stealth checks with advantage. And he's just like stepping in front of him like, Echo, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Get over here. Where's Reese? He is. The stuff is on the ship. He's here. 18, like, he's, he 30, looks like 20. he's about to turn around and start heading towards maybe an inn or something. He's probably planning on staying fantastic, and getting fantastic. out of here. So he's. Yeah. All right. I'm safe to assume that the airship is slowly starting to. It, it, it probably won't move for the next little bit, but uh, Perry is definitely looking to get it started. Oh, damn. As we were getting on, could I hand them my board? What'd you get for still? 18. Dirty 20. We be in. We be in. As I'm starting to go. That's very good in Elvish. <laughs> as established by Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Elvish and Spanish are the same thing. I like slip my board off my back and I'm like, this. you two write this to the cargo area. I'm not going to lie. I was about to just throw Perry off the ship. I'm not even going to lie to you. Let's just hide in the cargo area. You all sneak your way onto the ship. Arania, you are the only one who needs to find a way onto the ship that wasn't just sneaking onto it because you distracted. You did an awesome I job did. distracting. Such that, a good job. That was I do so great. I'm so distracted right now. When his back is turned or like, you know, I'm like, you know, okay, well, 
unfortunately, I'm I'm so sad I couldn't learn more about the airship. But you have a great job to do, and I will let you do it. And if he goes to like turn away, and I like cloak up, if I can like, <laughs> if I can try to sneak as he's getting ready to. You have a climb speed, right? I do. Oh well, look at there. You can just climb on the ship. Oh, climb up. Oh, I didn't know. Like I could if do you that. wanted to, yeah. Yeah, you're a spider. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Just roll me a stealth. Climbing through one of the cargo windows. A twenty. Okay, all right, you guys two. all sneak onto the ship pretty efficiently. I'm assuming you're all kind of heading to the cargo area. I'm. I looked at everyone. I'm like, I know that was a split second decision. This is. I know that everyone, everyone kind of has their own connection to this place in one way or another. I was gonna go regardless, but I'm thankful you guys are here. This will be interesting. Very fun. Here we go. Hey everyone, Tyler here. That was episode 3 of Legends in Training. I want to thank you all for listening, and we sincerely hope you're enjoying the adventures of the Vishtari so far. We're really shooting for posting an episode every two weeks, but of course things can happen, so be sure to follow us on Twitter at Legend. You can also find a link to that in the episode description. If you can, it would also be a huge help to us if you reviewed the podcast wherever you happen to be listening to it. This helps push us in algorithms and gets us out to more people. Also, if you have friends that are into D&D, if they've ever thought about playing or just into podcasts in general, maybe recommend this show to them. Maybe you have a crush that likes D&D and you just want to have something to talk about with them. Uh, This show would be a great bridge between you two. Look at me playing matchmaker. Name your kids after me. All of them. Anyways, be sure to tune in in a couple weeks where we'll find out just how much trouble this ragtag group is about to get into for sneaking onto the airship. Will they make it to the Isle of Beginnings? Is Sindira's family really in trouble? Will these supplies do much in the way of aiding them if they're already being attacked by giants? And if not, how much can the Vishtari really help after having so much trouble just fighting one of them? Find out next time on Legends in Training. Yeah, maybe um, let's try to find a crates big enough for people and just you find crates big enough for people wow do we have to like empty anything out of this or can we just as if like gift from god crates completely empty storage crates that have just not been used there's one big one that all of you could fit in